Okay, so we're here with Anna DePico, who has just written a great book about uh, two icons in the industry, the Canadian industry, uh, Phil White and uh, uh, Gerard Ruman. And uh, they, they, of course, launched uh, Cervello uh, back in 1995. Uh, and uh, Anna has written a book about um, how that whole... Um, uh, you know, how Silverello just went from, a, a, I guess, a basement project to the top of the world. Good morning, Anna, and so nice to have you uh, with us and to talk about the book. Um, how are you feeling today? Well, thank you for having me, um, Ben. I, I feel terrific, and I'm really excited to talk about the book. Okay, well, listen, I think, you know, everybody knows Cervello brand in cycling, and uh, we'd love to know a little bit more about you because I guess you've been behind the scenes, and I know you're the wife of Phil White, one of the main players. But uh, give us a little background of, of, of who Anna DePico is, so uh, uh, you know readers can know a bit about more about you. Yeah, thanks. So Phil and I were um, together as as a couple many years before he got started with uh, with Gerard, and. Um, Geez, you know, my, my background is uh, primarily in, in business. I started off my career in uh, commercial banking. So um, I was well aware of the financial risk that we were taking when uh, Phil, Phil uh, told me that he was going to take his school project into a business. And um, I guess I stayed in commercial banking for well, probably 10 years, and then I moved into project management and strategy planning which gave me a really good foundation for um, helping Phil and Gerard grow their business and think about the implications of growth and what it needs from a resource and planning perspective. So um, both, both my background in finance and uh, strategy planning really gave me uh, a really good background to help uh, Phil and Gerard and uh, really came in handy. Absolutely. I guess everybody would like to have that kind of inside track. I mean, finances, of course, is one of the biggest parts of any company in the end, uh, starting out. And of course, uh, along the way, uh, the first three to five years are always crucial, uh, very challenging. Um, so I guess, um, uh, tell us a little bit about the genesis for the idea of the book. I mean, you've obviously seen the whole story unfold, but uh, what, what gave you the idea to, to write a book about it? funny story. Um, I left Cervello in 2012, and that was the year that we sold the company. We sold the company earlier in February, and the last two years were uh, very stressful. Um, and the two years after leaving Cervello were very stressful for me. I had um, a serious family illness, and um, when when basically that crisis was over, Phil and I decided to go on a cycling trip. And uh, we were in France with about, you know, 60, 70 fellow cyclists. And this was uh, supposed to be a uh, very much a uh, R&R trip for me. But uh, when all the cyclists found out that Phil was uh, one of the co-founders of Cervello, there was lots of questions about the company. They were never-ending questions. And about halfway through the trip, I... I thought, well, you know, with all these questions, I really appreciate the interest, but I'm not getting the R&R &R that I was expecting out of the trip, so what am I going to do to manage this? Um, so I found myself at the bar one night, and 
my mind meandered back to the uh, to the days when Cohen Gerard first started the company, and uh, I just thought, what an incredible ride! What an accomplishment these two people fulfilled in very short time. Mm-hmm, it's true. In less than in less than ten years, they really established their their leadership in the industry, and. Um, and I thought, you know, these questions never stop. So obviously there's got to be a story in here. Um, and then I basically I basically thought, well, if I think this has been such a wild ride and people can't stop asking questions, there's a book here. And uh, I'm probably the best person to, to write about the story since I was there from the beginning to the end. I was part of the part of the company in some form throughout all those years. So sure. I decided I was going to write the book. Exciting, then, exciting. Yeah, and then, of course, I, um, I I didn't go ahead with writing the book until I had both uh, Phil and George supporting. And uh, they both agreed, and that was the start of my journey. Excellent. Well, it sounds like a great, uh, a, a great sort of start to... Uh, an unexpected start, in a way. Uh, I guess you were hoping that uh, at some point you would be able to get an R&R holiday in by writing the book. Um, so once that started and you started to, to go down that road, um, was it hard to write? Uh, you know, one of the things that I thought about when I was when I was just looking over, uh, you know, what the book is about, etc. It must have been tough at sometimes being the wife of one of the key players in the book. Easier to write from being one, one of the uh, co-founders' wife because I had actually worked for the company uh, for the last five years, uh, roughly. Okay. Um, and it's much harder to work <laughs> for uh, for the company being one of the co-founders <laughs> than it is to write. <laughs> well, well said. Well said. Um, yeah. So was it, uh, I mean, I do remember when Phil and, and Gerard first, uh, you know, had their first booth at the show in Toronto way back when they first launched the bike. I remember being at the show and they, they were two young bucks just starting out. And of course, no no one knew what was going to happen. We've, we've seen that before, but uh, these two guys really found the right the right path forward. Um, how long did it take to write the book and how, how difficult was it to find early photos, etc.? myself, Phil, and Gerard, we had quite a few that uh, I was able to use. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because one, one of the things we said when, um, when Phil and Gerard first started out was we have to keep notes and photos so that one year we can look back at all of this. Um, so we had uh, quite a bit of, uh, of photography and, and notes. Um, of course, with Phil and Gerard, uh, Getting immersed in in the business 150 percent after you know probably year year three, um, you know that uh, the photos and and uh, notes sort of went by the wayside. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, um, yeah, but it was uh, it was it was really nice. We had some really good uh, really good early photos. Um, in terms of writing the uh, the book, it took me about. Uh, Two years to actually write, mm-hmm. and then it probably took about another three, four months for book layout and uh, proofing, and then printing. Sure. 
Well, it sounds uh, it sounds like it was uh, some some uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. A lot of times people don't have any photos or any documents or, or you know too many things. So it was good that you guys uh, um, you know had that. I remember uh, when I was I met with them along the way, and I was wondering if I had some photos as well, just from the early years. So um, now I know who to call. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Was was being Canadian, I mean, Canada was always known for having top writers, but we weren't really known for having, you know, top, top, uh, you know, products in the marketplace. And so I can see that, uh, I guess the question would be, was that sort of a door opener, but also a closer in a way, uh, you know, a challenge from that standpoint? Mm, from, do you mind expanding on that? Well, what, um, I mean is, what I mean is, I mean, Canada wasn't known for its, its you know, expertise, so to speak, in, in, in uh, I guess, in making bikes or any kind of products. I mean, we did, certainly had good, good quality products out there, but we weren't really well known for it. So, I mean, obviously, Cervelo, it, you know, was a pioneer in that regard, going, you know, being the first Canadian company to beat the Tour de France, so to speak. So, I guess the, the question was, was, was being from Canada an asset in some ways, and also like uh, who who are these guys type of thing, um, you know, in, in just in terms of trying to grow the business and and uh, you know make your way onto the international playing field. Yeah, I mean, I I think there was uh, there was pros and cons, just just like uh, there is to to most things. Um, I I think being a Canadian company really helped. Um, in, in terms of market acceptance, I think a lot of the, uh, the, the triathletes appreciated the fact that uh, it was a Canadian company and uh, Phil and Gerard took an active uh, interest in, in getting to know them and getting, getting to understand their needs and, and fulfilling them. So I, I think being Canadian gave, gave the company advantage in that sense. Um, on the other hand, though, being a Canadian company was uh, difficult to break into uh, more so road cycling, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, to, uh, to break into road cycling at, at the time they wanted to do it was very difficult being a Canadian company. Mm-hmm. Um, not having a European base was, uh, was uh, I think, an obvious disadvantage for the company. Sure. Um, I mean, one of the ways they overcame that was... Uh, through the CSC sponsorship uh, back in 2003. Right. Um, once they got the uh, the CSC sponsorship, then there was uh, some interest from the Canadian media, um, and there was a lot of support uh, from the Canadian media for a Canadian company. Um, so I think there was both pros and cons, um, but but it is it is a Canadian story, and uh, it it, ha- it has helped to a certain extent. Sure, sure. Well. Um, Tell us, was there any parts of the book that were the toughest parts to write, or? Yeah, the uh, definitely the last chapter was uh, was hardest for me. Um, uh, I think uh, the well, let let me back up and say and explain that the last chapter was uh, was um, the chapter that talked about the aftermath of the Cervelo test team in terms of the financial impact to the company, um, and it actually and it also talks about the uh, the uh, financial difficulty which led to insolvency, and we had to make some uh, uh, some really difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was most stressful and uh, most difficult. Um, it 
has a happy ending, of course, but uh, it, it was most difficult, and, and it took some. Uh, <laughs> it took a, more than a couple of attempts to write that chapter. I hear you. It sounds like there were some definitely some late nights and uh, early mornings, and just uh, those kind of situations in any company are always uh, challenging, and yeah. uh, we don't often get to see them, um, or you know, we only see the finished product, so to speak, but. Everybody's struggling behind the scenes on some level, and uh, it's always uh, it's always interesting to learn about the trials and tribulations, uh, uh, you know, from the inside. Uh, how about the funniest part? Was there something that uh, stands out for you? There must have been a number of those kind of things that uh, happened along the way, but yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, the, the book really brings back a lot of memories. Uh, you know, uh, mostly good. Um, I think, oh, there's a lot of funny moments throughout the book. Um, I, I think uh, my, my most vivid, vivid memory was uh, when Phil and Gerard were starting to work on the, uh, on the school project, the Baraki. They uh, had to work out of the basement of the rented house that Gerard lived in. And, uh, you know, just like, Two typical entrepreneurs who were just so passionate about the, what they were doing, they 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 started building the Baraki without masks, without taping off a room, um, and uh, uh, laying the carbon that was uh, required for the bike. They have to use a lot of resin, so it wasn't uh, a good thing to not use the masks or uh, taping off an area. Um, they, they did have to do that uh, after a couple of days of uh, inhaling resin, but um, you know I, I just thought that was that was funny just because they were so in the moment and so passionate about what they were doing that they didn't really think about you know what what some of the implications might have been, um, and uh, while they were uh, building the Baraki, they, they they became impatient and they put one of the uh, I think it was the handlebar that went into the kitchen oven, so that uh, they would speed up the, the curing process. And they were so wrapped up in in, uh, in what they were doing that they actually forgot about the uh, the handlebar cooking in the oven. <laughs> and uh, of course, the inner inner um, uh, plastic molding that they used. Uh, of course, evaporated in the oven, and uh, when they realized what they had done, they they ran outside. They opened up all the windows, <laughs> and uh, they looked at each other and, and just and started to laugh. And I don't know. I, I I really find that story amusing, and it really uh, it really just speaks to the character of Phil and Jar. They were just so passionate about what they were doing, and sure. And really focused. Sure, caught up in the whole thing, and and uh, you forget that you're uh, cooking the handlebars in the oven. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great one. Um, would you say, uh, Anna, that this is a kind of, uh, I guess, as much a Canadian success story as it is uh, a, a, just a success story of two young entrepreneurs that just decide to get started on something and get out there? Yeah, yeah very, very much so. Um, you know, I, I love business. I love entrepreneurial stories. And, uh, I mean, of course, this, this one strikes uh, close to home, so I, I have a bit of bias. But I, I think it's an incredible story about uh, two engineers that go on to huge success. Um, you know, the story also has uh, has a bit of a cautionary tale to it. But, 
I think it's an inspirational story. Yep, for sure. There's no question. I mean, uh, uh, once things got underway, we were all excited back home just seeing how well the brand was doing. And of course, it opened up doors uh, across the board for other Canadian companies and, and put us on the map in a different way. And uh, a very exciting um, very exciting story, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a very exciting read. We look forward to uh, to, to, to getting inside that book. Um, do you write a surveillor yourself? I guess that's a, a given I, uh, well, I have some older models. I have a, an RS, which is uh, really comfortable because I'm a smaller person. Mm-hmm. First, Cervelo Airs. It's a model from 1998. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I baby that one a bit, so I, so I don't ride that one. <laughs> That's a collector's item uh, for sure, eh? So, uh, Anna, that's great. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us to tell us about the book. We look forward to uh, hearing about your next trip uh, with Phil and, and, and see if you really get some R&R out there at one of your... Uh... <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, well, uh, all the best going forward. We look forward to, uh, to seeing the book and, uh, and uh, hearing more about the adventures of, of Phil and Gerard and the Cervello Baron. Thanks so much.